This year, the Wellness Summit returns. 95% of the people you know out there want you to play it safe. They don't want you to jump over fire. You can get burned. They don't want you to live the life that you were born to live. You gotta remember that if you're cooking food, you wanna love it. You don't wanna be thinking, oh, I don't wanna to have to prepare another meal for my husband who doesn't appreciate it. I don't have to prepare another meal for my wife who just doesn't care, she just wants peanut butter on toast. Wake the heck up. You are where you're at right here, right now because of all the choices you have made up to this point. Now, I didn't know what to do with being blown up. I didn't know what to do with that until the psychologist told me, you're going to have post-traumatic stress disorder, Karen. I went, okay, great. Now, at least I know what to do with that. Get ready, Melbourne. The summit is back. Well, other people are just walking through fire. I mean, look, look. And I'm on the phone going, yeah, and he's like, I mean, look, like this. And then he's lifted up his top and he's squeezing that, and I'm going, yeah, I can't even. When are we masking? There's something there that you want that you haven't been doing for yourself. Zazen Alkaline Water presents the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. All info and tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill. And I'm George. Hey, George. Welcome back, mate. It was great chatting with you last week, and I'm so excited that we're going to get to do this every week from now on. Yeah, I, I got to be honest, though. It, this whole half an hour thing is hard for me. <laughs> it's, it's it's hard. Like, I'm physically sweating because I get so, like, oh, I, as the, the marketing brain in me, open loops drive me nuts, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I just want to go. Like, can we just keep talking? Like, Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, we finished off last week on a great topic, and we were starting to talk about the stress response in the body and fight or flight and sympathetic and parasympathetic. So, I think we should talk more about that because that is such a big topic and such an important topic. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. It was actually, it was probably uh, one of the most important things I learned when I started eating paleo, um, just yeah. in general, you know, because, you know, coming from the eating disorder background, like I had this mission, like I wanted to look a certain way, like I wanted to have an eight pack, right? And, you know, it's really nuts. You want to talk about body image. I actually look at pictures now. Um, and there's, if you Google my name, like before and after there's a ton of pictures and there's actually a couple pictures of me, um, in competition, like CrossFit competition, there were actually veins in my lower abs that you could uh -huh. see. And I remember in those moments that I still actually thought I was fat. How nuts is wow. that? Like, it's so insane. And like now I'm legitimately like 60 pounds heavier and a little bit fat and I love myself more than ever. So, yeah. um, there's been some growth there. Having a kid and, you know, having a wife and doing all the work has really helped. But yeah, it's really, really nuts to me. Um, like the cognitive dissonance that existed and, and the things that were there and, and, and it's related to, because, uh, you know, it, it's nuts on when you obsess about those things and you see yourself a certain way, the kind of stress that you can put on yourself, uh, and your body and your nervous system, which then ends up negatively affecting you anyway. So it just kind of nuts. 
Absolutely yeah. nuts. And, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of lucky because I was introduced to some of these concepts really early on in my chiropractic career uh, by a guy called Dr. James Chestnut. He's actually a chiropractor from Canada. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, George, but I haven't. I haven't. he's a really cool guy and we might have to get him on the show one time, but uh, he's just one of these guys. He's got, I think he's got a photographic memory and he would read all of the research and just kind of piece it all together. And so, he'd done all of this amazing research around the stress response in the body, but, but it kind of looked at it because he was a chiropractor, looked at it with a much more vitalistic philosophy, you know, more like you and I would look at it, George. And so, you know, didn't just look at, you know, narrowing down to one aspect of what was happening to one particular chemical, but kind of took the bigger, broader approach and started looking at, well, what's driving this stress response in the body? And, you know, how is our body designed to switch on and how is our body designed to switch off the stress response? And so, he started talking about, you know, diet, exercise, mindset, all these other factors and how they were influencing this fight or flight response in the body like ages ago. He was so ahead of his time when it came to this sort of stuff and or, or at least was one of the very early adopters when it came to this sort of stuff. And so, um, you know, I kind of got exposed to a lot of the science behind it and, and the understanding behind it through people like James Chestnut and through, you know, even people like, uh, you know, Dr. McCullough and, and those sort of websites that I was studying back in the day. And, uh, and it just made so much sense that, I, that I've always kind of had that understanding. And, you know, I think probably as well, I was really lucky that I was uh, introduced to chiropractic because it was really that chiropractic philosophy of saying, well, your body's actually really intelligent. Like your body knows what to do and it knows how to do it. You just need to get rid of the interference and let your body do what it does best. And so, for me, it was really that that philosophy that came through. And I think, George, I think you and I have a very similar sort of philosophy when it comes to health and when it comes to the body. Oh, for sure. And I love, by the way, I feel like the most successful people in like the health space in the world are like chiropractors and acupuncturists. Because <laughs> I, I feel like you guys actually like listen and understand and, and osteopaths as well, right? Because they're actually trained MDs, but they yeah. do holistic stuff as well. But like my chiropractor is like my favorite person in the whole world. Like I'm like, hey, like I'm like, I don't feel good. And he's like, well, it's because this is out. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then he like adjusts me to go home. I'm like, oh my God, I feel better. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, but it was emotional. He's like, I know. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you're a powerful, powerful man. But yeah, no, I, I think, you know, I totally, totally think that we see everything the same as well. And, and I feel like it's just one of those, like, you know, we understand like there, that dogmacy never wins and like the, the extremes are not sustainable. And yeah. it's really about having an approach holistically like in your life that allows you to live the life that you want to live. And that means if you want to be a competitive athlete, you're going to do certain things. If you just want to be an amazing family person, be active with your kids, then you can do that as well. And, and it's about aligning, you know, the actions you take every day and the things that you eat and how you live to those goals and then going there. And it, it's all okay, whatever it chooses to be. Yeah. So, so, let's talk about this stress response a little bit because I think this fight or flight response is really important for people to understand. And, you know, I think a lot of people in our modern society have a much better idea of it than they perhaps did five or 10 years ago. But but I think sure. people still don't always understand exactly what it is. I mean, this fight or flight response, is it's there for a reason. You know, it, it sometimes it gets demonized by people saying, oh, isn't this stress response? Isn't stress terrible? Isn't the stress response in our body terrible? But it's there for a reason. I mean, it's designed 
for those acute stresses. It's, you know, often people use the, the saber-toothed tiger, you know, like back in the day, yeah. the saber-toothed <laughs> tiger comes along. It makes so much sense for your body to have a response where it, you know, it pushes blood flow to your periphery and, and fires up all of your muscles so that you can fight it off. You know, it alerts yeah. your senses so that you're on edge, so that you're ready to respond quickly to what's going on around you. Um, you know, it, it increases the amount of fats and sugars in your bloodstream so that you've got energy to either fight or flight. I don't know about you, Sabretooth Tiger. I'm a runner, George. I don't know about you. You've, probably, <laughs> you've, you've got fight. your army background. You might be able to fight, you know. Yeah, I'd fight. <laughs> I, just because I, I hate running, I would fight. <laughs> like I would, totally, I would totally fight. But you're you're a thousand percent correct. And and just so everybody, because I've I still it's been like ten years of me knowing about these things, and I still mess them up. Fight or flight is sympathetic. So yep. your sympathetic nervous system yep. is your fight or flight. And uh, I love the I love the note too because we do we we live in a society where you know everybody like perpetuates that stress is a bad thing, but it, I mean it's ideal for survival, right? Because we are still human beings. Like we're still yeah. like we have reptilian brains. Like we're still pretty de-evolved and we live in a, in this world where we have to survive and we have to evolve. And those are good things that we have. I think, you know, for me, one of the most important things that I learned is that, um, basically how easy it is to go from parasympathetic to sympathetic, like how little it takes from your body to create that stress response. And, you know, the saber tooth tiger example is really, really funny to me. Um, because we think of it. And when I think of that, like, Oh my God, that's like such an extreme thing. Like that's never <laughs> happened. Right. And then everyone's like, okay, so then I'm never in sympathetic. And I'm like, what actually, if you started to understand, like just having a prolonged commute or spending more than 15 minutes in the car or having a television and your iPhone on while you're eating your meal or, you know, having your phone and your work emails coming through, like there's so many triggers every single day. There's yeah. like thousands Literally just thousands. sitting for too long, you know? Yeah. There's, there's thousands of inputs that happen in our day that when you don't know how to handle them or you don't understand the effect that they have in your body, they put us into fight or flight mode and the consequences are grave because we have people that, you know, eat really well. They live this active lifestyle, but they're not having the results that they want. They're sluggish. They're exhausted. They have reverse cortisol production. And it's because their, their body's not in the optimal state to receive that nutrition, to heal, to rest, and to do the things it needs to because a lot of people don't understand all the stressors that are around us every single day. Yeah, and, and this is what happens, isn't it? People are just chronically in this sympathetic response. You know, what they often call sympathetic dominance now, where where that sympathetic system is just so fired up. And you think about what we just spoke about. You know, if you've got more extra sugar in your bloodstream on a chronic basis, if you've got extra fat in your bloodstream on a chronic basis, if you are alert and on edge on a chronic basis, you know, it's not hard to see how this is going to lead to some of the lifestyle diseases we're talking about that are so prevalent in our society today. But it's not just that. You know, one of the things you mentioned on the last episode was the fact that you're in, you're in sympathetic or parasympathetic. You know, when you when you are in sympathetic, your your body switches off your parasympathetic system. You, you don't need your gut, your growth, your healing, your digestion, your reproduction because they're not essential for fighting off the saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. Yeah, or dealing with your commute on the way home or exactly. your boss that's calling you on on everything. Yeah, and so for me, like, you know, I don't have a health background. I tell everybody the only reason I'm successful is because I'm stupid 
And uh, that's because I just take the signals as they come. But, you know, I learned about this as I went and, and I had this point where I was, you know, competing in CrossFit. I had an eight pack. I was running five minute miles and still deadlifting 550 pounds. I weighed 100. Like I was on a different level and um, I didn't know it at the time, but that only lasted a little while before I ended up in full blown adrenal fatigue. And yeah, if I had known the symptoms, if I had known the difference, if I was able to recognize like, you know, the biggest thing for me, the biggest symptom and sign was my reverse cortisol pr production. Like I would wake up in the morning and it would take me till like 1 p.m. to wake up. So like I would get up at yeah. 430 and it would take like six, seven hours for me to even feel like I was alive. And then I would get home and I would be like an insomniac. Like I could not go to sleep. Like I was wired. I would work at like 10, 11, 12 and then wake up at three or four again. And, you know, it took me a long time, uh, actually too long to recognize all of the signs and symptoms. And, um, it was just like the perfect storm. You know, I commuted an hour and 15 minutes every day, each way I wow. ran five to six miles a day because of the Marine Corps. Then I worked out at lunch. Then I would fast most of the time after doing like two workouts, like, and then I had, you know, deployments and workups and it was just like this perfect storm. And, um, and then on top of it, you know, you throw in like three, four cups of coffee, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden I'm like an atom bomb, like waiting to go off. And, and I did, and it, and it, it hurt. And I, I still, this was probably four years ago. I still feel like I haven't recovered. Like I'm still like 220 pounds, which is about 45 pounds heavier than, uh, I feel my best at. I, I feel better than I've ever felt and I'm healthier mm like from my mindset that I've ever felt, I don't have food cravings. I don't have sugar cravings. I gave up caffeine almost four months ago. Um, and I feel amazing and I'm doing it the right way. I'm, I'm taking like the slowest approach possible for sustainability. Nice. Um, but I would love people not to have to learn those lessons. So like you, you have a, I'll call it a medical, but you have a, a very, very like scientific understanding of all of this stuff too. And, and I feel like a lot of people don't realize all the things that come up in their day and the things that affect this or even what to kind of look for, even like how to prevent it. Right. Like I had no idea that like, even when I had adrenal fatigue, like the slightest amount of caffeine or even yeah. doing too much movement yeah. would knock me back further yeah, exactly. than I could And that's what people need to understand. And, and I think so many people are out there saying, do you know what? I only sleep four hours a night, but it's okay because I'm, you know, I'm going okay. Or I drink 10 cups of coffee a day, but you know what? It doesn't affect me. Or, you know, I exercise five hours a day, but you know what? I can cope with it. But what they don't realize, I think, often is the cumulative effect of what that's doing to their body, you know, and you, and you see the classic of the, you know, the guy who's like super fit who all of a sudden gets sick and everyone's like, how did that happen? He was so fit, you know, but it's like, it's about understanding this stress response in your body. You know, exercise is the classic example because, you know, you need movement in order to help switch off the stress response in your body. So, the, the way your body switches off the stress response is actually movement. When you move, uh, your body sends messages back to your brain. Um, about 80% of them come from your spine, incidentally, which is why we love it as this research as chiropractors because if your spine's moving well, you de-stress better, which is really cool. But these messages go back to your brain and actually cause a release of dopamine and serotonin. It's like you de-stress feel-good chemicals. And so, this is why, you know, for your average office worker who they reckon sits for 16 hours a day, um, 
they're, they're just not moving anywhere enough for their body to de-stress in the way that it's designed to. But by the same token, you can go the other way. Like you said, you can overdo it in the exercise and actually put your body back into that stress response uh, by going too hard. And so, you know, you'll see the classically females out there who are exercising like crazy and, and all of a sudden all their reproductive hormones start switching off and they lose their fertility, they lose their cycles because they've actually gone the other way, you know, and they've over-exercised and put themselves back into that fight or flight response as well. And so, you know, once again, I guess it's about those areas of gray we spoke about last week. Like it's, it, it can't be all or nothing. There needs to be some, some balance there. There needs to be, you know, in nature, we call it homeostasis, where, you know, if you look at anything in nature, it just has its nice little sweet spot and it naturally knows how to find that balance. You know, you don't need to tell a a wild animal how much to eat you know it, it knows when it needs to eat it knows when it needs to stop it it's just a natural balance of an ecosystem um you know and that's kind of where we need to get to as humans is find that natural balance of what our body requires you know the, the guy i spoke to at the start about at the start james chestnut you know he talks about uh, toxicity and insufficiency or toxicity and sufficiency, you know, and, and so it's all about like getting rid of the things that our body's not designed to have or as many of those as possible because you'll never get rid of all of them, in our, particularly in our modern society and then adding in as many of those things that our body is designed to have in the appropriate quantities and if you do that, that's how you get that homeostasis within your body. Yeah, I love it and by the way, um, parts of me are a little jealous of wild animals like because I wish I could just know how much to eat because I have trouble stopping. <laughs> like I like I'm just I'm just gonna own that right now. Like I just love food. Like I I mindlessly eat, and I'm like I kind of get jealous. Like wow. I wish I could like eat like go hunting and eat one meal a day and be satiated for five days. Like I would <laughs> look a lot better, but it's it's okay. It's okay. Well, I'll be. I I tell everyone that's why I like paleo. <laughs> like like that's uh, I think that's pretty much why I started doing paleo in the first place because I like food and I like to eat and I wanted to be able to just eat kind of as much as I wanted without getting fat. And that was, yeah, that was yeah. pretty much my drive at the start to start thinking I might do paleo and, and maybe I need to put a bit more fat into my diet so I get satiated a little bit earlier um, because that kind of uh, you know stops it from getting too far. Yeah, and I will say um, that's real paleo, you know, because there's those versions of paleo. Um, having brownies for three meals a day, even if they don't have gluten or yeah. grains or dairy in them, um, that's not, that's not paleo. Okay, like I'm just that. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, yeah. And and I, and and let's be perfectly frank. Like I do that from time to time. You know, so like I Me know. Too. I'm not denying it at all. I, I know if I'm starting to look at myself and go, "Hey, I'm getting a little bit on the pudgy side here." I like I look at my paleo <laughs> diet, and straight away I'm like. Yeah, yeah, I've been having way too many brownies, way too many hot chocolates, you know, way too many nut yep. balls. And I'm like, okay, cool. But but the cool thing about that is I think once you get to that stage, it's very easy to recognize and to fine tune if indeed you want to fine tune. You know, like sometimes I just get to the stage in my life where I'm like, you know what? And often in winter, this seems like quite a natural thing to happen in the middle of winter. It's like your hibernation period. And you're like, you know what? I'm having a little bit more carbs than I should at the moment. But hey, you know, I... I all things being equal, I'm going all right in terms of my health. I'm not going to stress myself and try and, you know, cut and restrict it too much right now. And But then there's other times where I'm like, yeah, you know what, I've probably gone a little bit too far there. I'm starting to feel the effects. I'm not feeling at my best. And, and you can yeah. just sort of fine tune it from there as well. 
For sure. And I, I love that point as well, right? Like just your mindset around it, right? Because the reason you're able to do that uh, is because of how you look at it, right? There's nothing final, final. There's no dogmacy to it. You're like, Hey, like, Oh, I'm looking a little bit different here. My pants are a little tight. And you're not like, Oh my God, I'm a horrible person. I'm so fat. I'm blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm going to go eat 10 times more. Right. Like it's <laughs> like, okay, got it. Like it's really simple. Like we have inputs and we have outputs. So your inputs are what you put in and then they get processed through and the output is the result. And so if the inputs are creating the result, you change the inputs to create a different result. Don't add on more of the same inputs and expect a different result. Right. <laughs> so it, it's, it's really like basic. And, and I love what you said earlier too. Um, you used the word, uh, home, homeostasis, right? You were talking about balance. Um, yeah, I used to use the word balance all the time. And then I had a mentor talk to me because, uh, you know, he gave me this really good analogy and he said, I, I like the word balance, but I don't like it in most things. And here's why, when you think about balance, like think about you're walking on a tightrope, you lean a little bit to the left, you lean a little bit to the right and you stay on top. But yeah. if you fall out of balance, it implies you basically fall and crash to your death. And I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Like that's, that's some pressure. Like, I don't, I don't know about that. Right. And he's like, harmony, harmony is the word because like, nice. think about music, like music is in balance. It's harmonious. There's notes that if you take them out, sound horrible alone, right? There's highs, there's lows, there's yeah. sounds that are there. Most of them that I sing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, all of mine. <laughs> um, and when you put them together though, they create like this beautiful piece cause they're harmonious. And so that was my word of the year last year. It was like, it was, it was harmony. And it, yeah. and basically what that builds in is like just this, this ebb and flow, because what I've learned about my body, what I've learned about paleo is that, you know, I think a lot of times we as human beings forget that we evolve daily. And I, I think we get comfortable with complacency because it's predictable and it makes us feel safe. But, you know, you can't eat the same way for four years and get the same results. Like your body adapts all yeah. the time. And it changes, it changes what it processes as you age, as your hormones change, as everything go. And so I love the way that you look at it and I love using the word harmony and, and I love just kind of always being seeking like, you know, what is next and it will, maybe it'll always fit in the paleo parameter because you have celiacs like I do, or maybe, you know, you're going to try things that are keto or high fat or, you know, even low fat or whatever it is. But I love the constant, like, let's just be an exploration. Like it reminds me of being a kid and it's so healthy to like play and explore. Yeah. And it's such a good mindset to have around food. Well, I think that's, that's always my mindset around health and wellness stuff, I think is curiosity, you know, and I think curiosity is such a healthy thing and it's so important for us to maintain. It's one of the chapters in my book, actually, that I'm writing about at the moment, but, it, but it's about just maintaining that youthful curiosity. And, and I really do think it is, you know, flexibility and curiosity, I think are the two biggest signs of youth. Um, and that doesn't mean that you, you actually youthful in terms of age, but youthful in terms of your body and youthful in terms of your mind. If you can maintain flexibility and curiosity, um, then I think you're just going to be so much more successful going forwards. And, and I love what you're saying about harmony because, you know, you think about it in terms of nature and it's just, it just fits, doesn't it? Like in nature, there, there are droughts and then floods, you know, there are feasts and then famines, there are, um, you know, plagues 
and then uh, mass die-offs. And, you know, there's always a flux in nature. It's not like it ever, you know, the temperature doesn't ever, you wake up and it's like, wow, it's 23 degrees every single day of the year. You know, it, it fluctuates, it's up and down, but, but there's that harmony in terms of how it works and the seasons and, and all of that sort of stuff where, where it is in perfect harmony. And, and I think that's the way, if you think about that in terms of your body, I mean, that just makes so much sense. Yeah. And I mean, who are we to think that we're special and above nature? Like, no, we're basic. Like, I just want to break it to everybody. Like (laughs) we think that we're like this elite race and like we're better. No, no, no. We are in denial. Like we are basic beings. Like we have basic needs and we are not like (laughs) the cream of the crop. Like our bodies do what they're going to do. And we still can't explain how or why we are a ton of atoms that are held together in this space of like, how does this work and how can I cut myself and how can it heal? So like, I love the fact that I basic because everything gets really predictable. I know I'm going to have emotions. I know I'm going to have ups and downs. I'm going to have flows. You know, I know it's going to be hot today and cold tomorrow, but like, that's the beauty of all of it. And it's what keeps us adapting and moving forward. And so, yeah, like it's, it's, it's just so important to kind of, I love the youthful state part of it, right? Like, and by the way, I need to like stretch more because I'm not that flexible. I'm flexible <laughs> in like my emotions, but my physical being could use some yeah, flexing. I'm, I'm with you there, to be honest. Yeah. 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 And by the way, I, I want to say too, you know, uh, you know, we're going to get a lot more American listeners now. So you're going to have to start converting Celsius to Fahrenheit as well. So <sighs> just for all my friends that are listening, when he said 23, it's it's 74 degrees. Oh, just for thank you. All thank of you. Us, all of us <laughs> other people over here. I get kilometers, but I got to whip out a calculator for, you know, Celsius to <laughs> I'll, Fahrenheit. I'll Google it next time, I promise. Yeah, I know zero. That's what I know. I know yeah. zero because my ice bath at my house is one degree. That's what I know. There you and go. So, yeah. That helps me, by the way, that helps me get into a parasympathetic state because it's like my meditation and taking an ice yeah. bath every day. Well, we're going to talk uh, about that on another episode, George, because I'm on day 30 of my cold shower challenge too. So, yes. this is this is definitely yes. something we need to talk about at some stage. But you know, I, I mean, love what I, you're saying about yeah. about nature and how we are basic. You know, it's so funny. Uh, Marcus Pierce, uh, my co-founder of the world or the co-owner of the Wellness Couch podcast network that we sit on, introduced me at a seminar the other day and called me simple and the audience just cracked up laughing because they thought it was really funny that he called me simple because they obviously took it slightly differently to how he intended and I thought that was hilarious but I totally owned it. I was like, yes, I am simple and I love simple because simple is what works. You know, I, I always say the vast majority of the results people get are from just doing the simple things really, really well. Uh, and yeah. I, d- I do think it's such a reflection of nature. You know, I always say if you look at like the most perfect rainforest you could find, you know, before it was intervened by any human intervention. <clears throat> and if you ask, you know, what could we do to make it better? The answer is just obvious. Like it's like nothing. There's literally nothing we can do as human beings to make it better. Um, yet when we look at our own bodies, we're always trying to take shortcuts and hacks and, you know, we, we're trying to figure out ways to, um, you know, have a, a certain supplement or a certain medication to, to short circuit the response of our body or to cut out the symptoms we're having or to remove the signals from our body. We, we're trying to do it better than nature. Uh, whereas I think what we're talking about on this show most of the time is saying, well, hey, what if we just realized that nature is really clever and tried to recreate that, you know, try to just give it the basic simple things that it needs rather than kind of arrogantly thinking we can do better? Yeah, like I, amen, amen. That, that's all, that's all. To, and, and listen, like 
I have my moments where I think I'm special and then I get slapped in the face or I get sick and then I'm like, okay, I can't get out of bed. I'm not that special, right? Like, okay, my <laughs> body needs a minute to like to rest, like because all these things are built in. And and I do love the fact that we explore as human beings. I love advancements that we've made. I love people that biohack. I love, you know, modern medicine. I love, I love all those things. But, you know, a lot of those things, uh, I feel like as a society and as a planet we've created, I feel like we've created a lot of sickness. I feel like we created the mass obesity epidemic. I feel like we created the diabetes. I feel like we created a lot of the things that we treat. And unfortunately it's run by big pharma and money and people want a profit. But really if we go back to the simple things, you know, it prevents a lot of those things. It increases longevity, increases happiness. And like, we don't like decisions as human beings. Like we really, really don't like we love safety. We love predictability. All of us suck at multitasking, no matter what you say, <laughs> you know, women, are, women are a little bit better, but like we, we can't focus on multiple things. And like, there's a reason that the most successful people, like they do the same simple things over and over and they have the results that they have. And so I love that concept of, you know, keeping it simple and, you know, listening to your body and listening to the signaling. And, and I've been telling people for a long time, like, if you don't put gas in your car, it's going to break down and you're not going to be like, oh, why doesn't my car not work? It's because there's no gas in the tank. So when your body starts breaking down, understand that you have to put the right fuel in the tank. And if you don't, then it's going to break down and it's not going to run. But we have the best doctor we ever need and it's built right into us. We just choose not to listen to it most mm -hmm. of the time. We pop ibuprofen, we pop Advil. Like those commercials are mind blowing to me. Like take an Advil every day to live free. I'm like, or go to a chiropractor and eat healthy and get rid of inflammation. Yeah. I don't like try that one on for size, right? Like let's not, let, let's not pop pills well, every you know, day. So. Use, using your car analogy, one of my favorite ones is, you know, like taking a pain reliever to remove the symptoms. It, it's kind of like you're driving along in your car and the gas light comes on. But instead of actually hopping out of your car and putting more gas or petrol, as we would say in Australia, into your car, you know, you just basically put a little piece of tape over the light so that you can't see it anymore <laughs> and keep driving. You know, I mean, that's yeah. essentially what you're doing when you just cut it. You're not dealing with the problem. You're just taking away the symptom of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, that's a good one. I'm going to use that one. Put it <laughs> Putting a piece of tape over the light. Yeah, yeah. That, that's so good. I mean, I absolutely love it. So, you know, I, I'm actually present time this time, but I want to ask you a question because you're really, really good about this and you, you talk about this all the time. So I remember when I was struggling and I was fatigued and I was everything, um, you know, when I had adrenal fatigue and I was learning about the, you know, parasympathetic versus sympathetic, you know, what like advice or what tips do you have or like what can people do in their day to help them, you know, operate better around their mealtime or being in the right state or to keep their nervous system set up to win as they yeah. like go through their day? Such a good question. And I think, you know, the, the first part of the question I think people really need to focus on is focusing on what you can do, not what you can't do, right? Because mm. when you're in that state and you're so adrenally fatigued and, you know, people come up to you like, well, you just need to exercise every day and you need to eat right and you need to, you know, fix your mindset. And you're like, whoa, you know, like I'm burnt out just thinking about trying to make any of those changes, right? And so, what you need to do is figure out what you can do, you know, so people come to me and they're like, well, I want to get back into exercise because I know I'm adrenal fatigued and so I know if I do exercise then it's going to help switch off the stress response in my body but most of the time what it means is it's like yes you need to exercise but you need to exercise like a little bit like a tiny little bit in a way that's really kind to your body so so yes you like need to walking. move but it might just be that you're just going to go for a short walk you know it might only be five or ten minutes 
um, just to start getting some movement back in your body, but in a way that your body's going to be able to cope with, you know. Um, and in the same way, I think a lot of the time with the food stuff, it's just about, well, maybe you're not going to revolutionize your whole diet at once, but it's like, well, how can I just get a little bit more stuff in here that's going to help with my adrenals? And, and often that means just some healthy fats, you know, just how can I add a little bit more healthy fat into my diet, which is going to help with all those, um, you know, steroid-based hormones and help with the production of those. Um, you know, obviously, switching off gadgets at night is such a big one, I reckon. Uh, so, you know, making sure you're not getting that blue light in the evening, so you're just getting that little bit more sleep or that little bit better quality sleep, um, I think can make a massive, massive difference for people who are in that adrenal, adrenally fatigued state. Um, you mentioned before about coffee. Um, and so, you know, if you can minimize and, and reduce a little bit the amount of caffeine you're having, because um, that does push you towards that adrenally charged state as well, um, despite the fact that every coffee owner, every coffee drinker I know will insist that it doesn't in them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I get that. I know that, you know, I'm never going to be popular telling people to drink less coffee. Um, but that's okay. Uh, and then, like you said, it's about looking at the mindset aspect of it as well of, of how can I be more okay with where I'm at? Um, because the, the, the drive when you're feeling in that state, I think, is to want to change it and to want to change it as quickly as you can to get out of that situation. But really, most of the time, what you need to be doing is, yes, you need to be making change, but at the same time, you need to be getting yourself where you're more okay with where you're at because whenever you're not okay with where you're at, you're actually creating stress within your body and you're actually pushing yourself further and further into the adrenally fatigued state. Okay. Well, that, that's how, and drink more water. Yes. Drink more water. Yeah. Drink more water is like the answer to everything. Drink more water. I know, I know. And I feel like it's one that we never talk. I mean, like I have to make a conscious effort every day yeah. because I'm like, you know, we get busy. We're entrepreneurs. Like I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. Like yeah. today I was like, you know, and, and I know we're, we're going to be over in time. We're going to talk about like, I, I, I think we should talk about like hacking days and like people that work at desk jobs, like how to move, how to stay active. Yeah. Cause today, I had like six calls on the docket and they're each like an hour a piece. And I don't know what it was, but after like the third one, I was like, I got to do something. So I literally took my shoes off, put my headphones in and I took a sales call walking outside barefoot nice. for an hour. Oh, and I perfect. was like, I felt amazing. My feet hurt a little bit because the concrete was really hot getting to the park. <laughs> um, so I might wear my shoes to the park next time and then take them off in the grass. But, um, lesson learned, but like it was, it was one of those things that I was like, Oh my God, this is so healthy for me. Like this was a good decision and like how to optimize my day within the constraints of what I have. Yeah. I love it. And that's what it is. You know, it's like focusing on what you can do, not what you can't do. It's a perfect example. So George has been a great chat all about stress today. Such an important one, I reckon. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I'm super glad that we got into it. So, you know, let thanks for letting me do it. All right, let's do it again next like week. I have to say thank you because I still feel like a guest. <laughs> I'll, I'll, get, I'll get there. You can you can be grateful. That's okay. Well, I can say thank you to you. You can say thank you to me. That's all right. We can be grateful. That's a good thing. That'll help switch off the stress response in our body every time you oh. do gratitude. Yes, I love that. Yeah. So, for everyone else, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. I realized in this time that I couldn't keep waiting for love from other people. I couldn't keep expecting love from other sources. But I had to give that to myself. Yanni says, I don't care if everyone says that the kitchen is the woman's world. He says, I'm going to prepare food. I love my own cheese. I love my own wine. I don't care what you think of my new flat screen TV. 
He just loves company. I started asking myself more often, what do I want? Such a simple question, isn't it? But when you think that, and I'm sure all of you sitting there, when you think that, something springs into your mind. And there's something there that you want that you haven't been doing for yourself. Brett Hill and Marcus Pierce feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.